0: One, two, three... Welcome to another guitar noise podcast I'm David Hodge, managing editor of Guitar Noise You can find us at www.guitarnoise.com And you know the drill by now So get your guitars and get some paper, pencil And let's go have some fun going to wrap up on the streets of Laredo today, uh, no pun intended. Um, Roll up, I guess that would be. We'll start out where we left off last time and then look at a couple of more um, possibilities as far as um, flourishes and baselines and other things that we can do. And then have some more fun with it, I hope. Okay? So, when we left off last time, we were working on the um, chorus part, the beat, the drum slowly. And we were taking that from G to C, and walking up. One, two, three to C. And then doing a little flourish by doing some hammer-ons, hammering on the G string second fret to get the A note. But doing that while we were hanging on to the C note with our index finger on the first fret of the B string, like this. And then letting it go, still hitting both strings. Now that is a very country kind of thing to do, country and western. But you hear it in all sorts of other genres as well. I and mean, listen to the first part of the guitar solo and "Let It Be," and you'll hear it goes like that. Kind of goes. It's in a different place on the guitar, but same same notes, like that. You can use these things all over the place That's part of what we've been working on with these podcasts But anyway, we do that And then we're going to hammer on to the D string, 2nd fret And then let that go to, to get us to our G And then we're going to hammer on The A string, 2nd fret To get that B note And off of that, so that we can go to A, or A7, and end up on D. So again, this is from last time, so hopefully you won't have to have taken too many notes on this. Um, But really quickly. Beat the drums slowly. Play the five slowly, Play the dead march. As we carry him along. Okay, that's our first half, so let's try that again. One, two. We beat the drums slowly, play the five slowly, play the dead march as we carry him along. with me so far? Okay. Now, what I'd like to do is we end up on that A and then we're going to a D chord before we end up coming back to our G and we're using that F sharp note as our way of getting there. I'd like to take a side moment here and um, talk about that A chord. In the key of G... We the A chord is kind of foreign to that because the A chord has a C-sharp note in it. You know That's what we're holding on to in the second fret of the B string. And that C-sharp is certainly not part of the G scale because if it were, our G scale would sound like this. And we know that that's not right. G-A-B-C, That's C-sharp. So... What's happening with this A chord, you might wonder, well, why is it even there in the first place? Well, because the A chord makes a very, very nice transition to the D chord, which comes next. In the key of D, in fact, A is the fifth chord. And if you've read any of our beginning theory lessons on um, guitar noise, uh, particularly in this case, the one that goes five to one or uh, home, home again, I believe is in the second title for it. Um you'll know that five the five chord going to one is what we call a perfect cadence it really cements the idea of being at home in a key and that's why in the song streets of Laredo we have so many chord changes from d to g I'm a young cowboy and the know I've done We can just end the song there And it sounds perfectly fine Now In the key of D as I said A is the 5 chord So going from A to D Is Makes perfect sense um, When we have an A chord And since A is the 5 chord of D Which is the 5 chord of G Some people will call this 5 of 5 Alright So we're on G, 2, 3, then we go to the A, which would be 5 of 5, 5 being D, which we get to next. You're probably not even at all worried about that. And, you know, you really shouldn't be. But the thing is, is that what it does help you know is that sometimes when somebody says we're going to play a song in the key of um, okay, G, for instance, because this is what we're doing, and then all of a sudden you find a chord that's not necessarily part of that key. Like we're playing in G, and all of a sudden we have an A chord. Well, the chances are really likely that the chord that's going to follow that is going to be a D chord, because, again... A is the five of D. This is being able to use that circle of fifths thing in order to get at a good, educated guess as to what's coming next. Does it work all the time? No, but more times than not. You, you're, you're better than even money if you decide to bet that way. This also is important for us as far as playing along with this or coming up with baselines Because what we've essentially done for that second line is we've decided to temporarily modulate, meaning that we have temporarily shifted our key, our tonal center. We were in the key of G, beat the drum slowly, play the five slowly, G and C, part of the G key, back to G, play the dead march as we, and then we're going to A, and we certainly can hear, we don't want to stop here long but D offers us a nice temporary resting place. So temporarily we have modulated from the key of G to the key of D and we're using that A chord as a way to herald this, you know, to broadly announce to the whole world, "Hey look, we're going to the key of D just for a little bit. And then we'll go right almost immediately back to the key of G again for the third line. This happens in lots of songs, um, and you know there, there's so many that I can't even begin to start rifling them off. But you'll hear, and if a song has four lines and the second line ends on the 5 chord of whatever key you're in, chances are likely the lead-up to that 5 chord is going to be the 5 of 5 chord. Now, what does this all mean to us besides the fact that our eyes are glazing over? What it means is that if we want to put together a bass line going from this A chord, okay, carry me along, to the D chord, we want to rethink the key that we're in, okay? If I were to do this thinking I'm still in the key of G, and I know that, well, I can just walk up from A to D by going A, B, C, D. You can hear that this is going to not really sound great with a chord. Oh, you know, I'll try it here. So, beat the drum slowly, play the five lowly, play the dead march as we carried him along. See? you can hear that. That really just doesn't sound good. Okay? Why? We're in the key of G, and we're using the G scale. It should sound perfectly right. No, because of the fact that we have gone to the A major chord, making that the five of D, we want to be thinking of using the D scale. We're temporarily modulated to the key of D. Now, our D scale is D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, C sharp. D, and C sharp is in the A chord, so that makes sense. So, we would be going, play the dead march, as we carried him along. You can hear already, that sounds so much better. Play the dead march, as we carried him along. All right. So, what we're doing here, again, is we are going to walk up from A to D, and we have all sorts of ways of doing that, but the one we're going to use, the easiest one, walking up A, our open A string, B, second fret of our A string, C sharp, fourth fret of our A string, then the open D chord, and then we can hit that F sharp note again to... Get us back to G, which is where we eventually want to be anyway. So, the tricky part of this is going to be deciding how am I going to frame finger this A and get up to D. If you're doing the traditional fingering of A, where you're using your three... Fingers. Your second finger well, is your middle finger is on the second fret of the D string. Your first finger is on the second fret of the A of the G string, and your ring finger is on the second fret of the B string. We can go like that, and what we're doing there. Is hitting the A note on the bass Then hitting the rest of the A chord on the upstroke So I'm only catching the first three strings The E string, the B string, and the G string This frees up my middle finger Because of the fact that I'm not going to be hitting Coming down as low as the D string So I can hit the A note, the rest of the chord Use my middle finger For the B note on the second fret my pinky for the C-sharp note on the 4th fret, and then finally get to a D. That's still a bit of a stretch. So, one of the things we can do to make this a little bit easier is to do an A7 chord. Okay, and if I do an A7 chord, And I do my upstroke, I've got just uh, those three strings, the E string, the B string, and the G string. And I only need one finger for that. So I'm going to use my middle finger, okay, because then that allows me to have free index finger to go to the B note. Then my pinky still, or even my ring finger, if I want to. But that's still a stretch, too. We'll talk about that in a second. And then the open D string. If I use my first finger as the to get the C sharp note at the second fret of the B string, then that frees up my middle finger for the B note on the A string. My ring finger for the C sharp note on the A string, fourth fret. Which one of those is right? None. They all are. It's a matter of can you get the notes. So let's try that really, really slowly. What we're going to do is we're just going to take our G right from the play the dead march, And I'm switching back to just a simple bass strum in order to concentrate on this particular part. Play the dead march Now our A As we carry him along Okay, that was probably too fast. Let's try that again a little again on the slower side. Play the dead march As we Okay, one more time with that, I think. Play the dead march As we carry him along How are you doing with that? It's not too bad. Okay, good. Now... Remember that what we had worked out before, we were coming all to that A from a different way. We were going from the hammering on the B note of the second fret of the A string. Okay. So that's not going to be altogether that hard um, to move from that one position to the other. So let's take it from the beat the drum slowly part and see how far we can get through these first two lines. And again... Talking about beating the drum slowly We're going to play it very slowly So one, two We beat The drum Slowly Play The five slowly, Play The dead march As we Carried him Along Take me to Not too bad. If you're finding this is a little bit complex and a little bit hard to get to right off the bat, well, then do yourself a favor and simplify it down. Don't worry about hitting the rest of the A chord. Just work off of that bass note, bass line going from A to B to C sharp to D. And you'll hear this sounds perfectly fine too. Ready? We beat the drum slowly, play the fife slowly, play the dead march as we carried him along. Take me to. That didn't sound bad at all, right? And from there, it's only a small step to adding the chord part to the bass line. So that's one thing that we'd want to work on Let's see if we can't get through This whole chorus part now One, two We beat The drums Slowly Played The fire slowly. Played The dead march As we Carried him Along Took him to him he was a young cowboy, and he said he'd done wrong now there I did something different than what we'd been doing before when we were coming around to that very very last D in the fourth line um, I did the hammer on from the a string. Mm-hmm and getting the B note and went to the A note Okay, which technically makes this a D slash A if you're worried about such thing and since we had done that before in order to get the A chord in the second line it just kind of sounded nice to mimic what we had done earlier but have a different chord end up um, as the result again do you have to do that? No. You can just simply go back to the D, our typical D and finish it off that way. Whatever works. So let's try that again. One, two, we beat the drum slowly. Play the five rolling. Play the dead mom. As we carried him along Took him to the green valley Laid the sod on him He was a young cowboy And he said he'd done wrong Not too bad so far now let 's work that concept of that a chord a seven chord and do something slightly different with it. This is going to be a little bit more complicated, but i 'm sure you can handle it um, in fact, if this is something that we 're going to take um, that we 've used in a couple of other other uh, lessons um, most notably um, the imagine lesson and guitar noise um, and the Babylon lesson, the very first um, Songs for Beginners lesson. What we're going to do is we're going to use our A note in the bass as a pedal point while changing the chord itself in order to create the kind of illusion of a walking bass line. It's not going to be a walking bass line now as much as it's going to be kind of like a walking chord progression moving upwards. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be starting with our traditional A7 where we have a finger on the 2nd fret of the B string and a finger on the 2nd fret of the D string. You with me there? What I'm going to suggest is that you use your middle finger on the D string and your ring finger on the B string, and you'll see why in a second. We're going to start with that A7 chord. We'll hit the open A string as our bass note on the first beat, and then on the half beat, We're going to get the rest of the A7 chord as an upstroke. Okay. Then, what we're going to do is we're going to, as I said, use our A string as the pedal point. We're going to hit that on 1, 2, 3, and change our chords on the upstrokes. 1 and 2 and 3. Now, what we're doing with that is we're starting with our A7 chord, and then our second time through, we are going to shift that up to the fourth fret, but we're also going to change our fingering. The middle finger is going to stay put. It's going to stay on the 4th fret of the D string, and we are going to get rid of our ring finger and put down our index finger on the 3rd fret of the B string. So we have essentially kind of like an A minor 7 that's been shifted up two frets, and it sounds like this. kind of a funky little thing, but that's okay. It's a passing chord. We're going to get off of that very, very quickly. Because then next what we're going to do is reform the A7th chord on the 5th fret and we'd have this and those notes are part of an a7 chord again so very slowly it would be one and two and three and Again, if you keep your middle finger on the D string, you should find this to be fairly smooth transition. It may seem a little weird at first, and you may have trouble just keeping your middle finger there because most people want to change the fingers every time they move. And then we end up with a regular old D. And you can hear how that sounds. We're climbing up are not so much a bass line, but the climbing sounds are going on the higher strings. Cool? So let's try using that in our A7 instead of using the walking bass line we just spent all that time learning at the first part of the podcast. Again, very slowly. One, two. We beat... The drum slowly played the five slowly, played the dead march as we carried him along, took him to the green valley. you try that again? Now, you'll hear then on my upstrokes, I actually started on the B string to get those three strings and also to emphasize those notes as we're changing the mode, I totally left the high E string alone. Again, you can do either or, doesn't really matter. It's gonna sound different, but they will sound fine either way. So, 1 2 we beat the drum slowly play the five slowly play the dead march As we carry them along Nice. Now another thing that you may find when you're playing this particular riff using the chords is a shifting thing instead of the bass line that you might want to end with a chord and kind of Oh, disrupt the beat a little bit. It's not really disrupting the beat, but it's a slight change of emphasis. If we're going one and two and three and one, instead of going for that bass note, which, again, that's what I did the last time, but the time before that, you might have heard that I went straight to this chord. They both work. One, two, three, one, two, three, one. It's kind of a nice shift again, you know, you're right there and you've got the chord instead of the bass note, you've done something a little bit different, and it's created a little bit more interest than if you had done the same thing over and over again. One, two, three, one, two, three. You can hear none of those sounds terribly different than the others. I mean, they're different enough, but not so much so that it disrupts everything. And that's kind of part of what we want to talk about, too, is that right now you're getting a lot of overload on this song. We've spent three podcasts on one song and come up with a lot of different things that we can do with it. And so the temptation is going to be to try to do everything at once, and that's not the point. The point is, is that you're going to be playing songs for the rest of your life. There's no reason for you to play them the same way every single time. You have lots of options to be able to add to them or to you know start even coming up with your own things as far as that goes. Now, there's nothing saying we can't do a little D flourish when we get to that D finally. Carried him along. Okay. Anybody have a problem with that? I didn't think so. When you're playing a song, and songs are repeated patterns over and over again, being able to do little things to break up those patterns is going to be the difference between you being an organic musician and somebody who is kind of like trying to be a tape loop. And we've talked about that numerous times. You're probably going, oh my God, he's on that again. But I really can't stress this enough one of the reasons for having all of these different ideas in your head and then in your fingertips is so that at some point you can just let your hands go on automatic pilot and they will start doing things and people come up to you and you ask you, how'd you do that? Why'd you do that? And you'll have to look them on in the face and honestly say, I don't know. Because it just happens after a while. You get used to playing things. You have fingers, have all sorts of different things to choose from. Sometimes they might choose pattern number one. Sometimes they might choose pattern number two. Sometimes they might choose pattern number 26. There's no saying what's going to happen. And part of the thing with these podcasts is that we want to give you a lot of different ways of approaching your strumming. So that you don't sit in there thinking... Okay, repeat after me What is the strumming pattern for this song? That's not what we want to have We want you to be able to play wonderfully And wonderfully meaning organically So that you can come up with things on your own And have a lot of fun with it So, let's go over this one last time And you can pick and choose You know, you can either do the A7 with the bass line Or the A7 with the walking chord line Totally up to you Have fun one, two, we beat the drums slowly Played the fire slowly. Played the dead munch as we carried him along Took him to the green valley Laid the sod all in He was a young cowboy And he said he'd done wrong Okay, next time out, we'll start on something totally new and different. See you in two weeks.